Welcome to the first in 2008 podcast from Watershed. My name's Mark Cosgrove. I'm the head of programme at Watershed. Amidst the media glitz of Cannes, it can be easily forgotten that the true purpose of the greatest film festival in the world is to uncover and promote the best in world cinema. The international competition strand at Cannes can be one of the best places to see the finest and new cinematic voices. It is doubly rewarding then when one of these discoveries is acknowledged by the jury. This happened last year when the Romanian film Four Months, Three Weeks, Two Days was awarded the Palme d'Or. Seeing it for the first time without any critical framework was a revelation. A truly compelling film which tells an increasingly gripping story in a uniquely cinematic way. Romanian cinema has really been on the resurgence over the past 10 years. Films such as Cornelius Parumbu's 1208 Easter Bucharest and Christy Poo's The Death of Mr Lazarescu have been acclaimed internationally and etched a new type of cinema into world consciousness. This isn't a grim cinema in a cliched image of the impoverished Eastern Europe, but rather a resilient cinema with acres of humanity which charts the emergence of a culture from decades behind the Iron Curtain into an age of self-expression. It is interestingly distinctively cinematic. The style of long observant takes draws you into the character's world. It reminds me of André Bazin, founding father of Caillou de Cinema and indeed film criticism, of his argument for the importance of long take as a defining characteristic of cinema. He argued that the films of Renoir, William Wyler and Orson Welles, for example, drew you into the film's world and created a fictional reality that was distinctively cinematic as opposed to a world constructed of fragments of edited footage. In four months, three weeks, two days, you feel the evidence of Bazan's argument. You, the audience, are there with the two women as they negotiate an abortion with a backstreet abortionist and you feel their entrapment, their terror and their friendship tested. There is, not surprisingly, very little infrastructure for cinema in Romania. Indeed, there has been little investment in any infrastructure in Romania. Ceausescu dominated with the cult of the personality, and such was his that he built himself a palace which is the second biggest building in the world. Everyone else lived in classic communist-style flats, which are now on the verge of crumbling. However, in a recent trip to a Europa Cinemas conference in Bucharest, I noticed on the way from the airport there is a sign for McDonald's and Ikea. So things are changing, and hopefully for the better. In cinema terms, there are some multiplexes, but that means that US films have over 90% share of the market. Independent and arthouse cinemas are few and far between, so the recent wave of excellent Romanian films only get a fraction of the audience. Following the Palme d'Or win at Cannes, director Christian Mungu wanted to get his film out as wide as possible in his home country. Given the death of screens, he and his colleagues took the inspired and inspiring approach of treating the film a bit like a rock tour. They arranged to take the film around the country, screening it in town halls, theatres, basically any space they could get their projector and screen into. A group would go ahead three or four days in advance and start the advertising. Then Mungo would arrive with the film, introduce it and talk afterwards. The audiences were extraordinary and of course, as the tour went on, it got bigger. The audience response was also really incredible. The younger generations were shocked at what their parents had to go through under Ceausescu's regime, whilst for some of the older generation, being reminded 
was too much and some had to be carried weeping from the screening. A quite momentous experience and testament to not only an extraordinary film, but the power of film. Four months, three weeks, two days, opens at Watershed on Friday the 11th of January. Slapstick is now in its fourth year and grows bigger and better in its explorations into silent comedy film. Being able to see silent film as it was intended, in a cinema with live music, really brings them back to glorious life. I've never said this to slapstick chief programmer Paul Merton's face, but I've always been a Keaton kind of person in the evidently childish divide of Chaplin versus Keaton. However, when you see both of them up there on the big screen, their comic talents come to the fore. As if to prove all those Chaplin doubters wrong, Merton has commissioned a reworking of the original Chaplin score for his greatest silent film, The Gold Rush. This is being performed by the 15-piece Emerald Ensemble at the Colston Hall on the 18th of January. If you are either a Chaplin doubter or have not yet experienced silent film with live music on this scale, I urge you to get along for what will be a truly unique experience. Elsewhere in Slapstick, there are a host of very live comedians paying homage to their influences. From Phil Jupitus in conversation with one-time Bonzo Dog Doodah band member Neil Innes about the lineage from Silent Clowns to Monty Python and Spike Milligan, former goodies Timbrook Taylor and Graham Garden return to give their insights into comedy, film and timing. We can all get a bit carried away with the funny guys from the era, but there were a whole host of funny women. There is a timely focus on the funny ladies of silent cinema. Over four programmes you can be reminded of the formidable comic talents of people such as Clara Bow, Mabel Norman and Beatrice Lilly. There is much more on offer and all accompanied with live music. See slapstick.org.uk for more details of the programme. January also sees the welcome release of some serious heavyweight auteur cinema. Ang Lee revisits his Far East roots for a provocative study of espionage and eroticism in pre-revolution Shanghai. Mexican Carlos Regados is emerging as one of the most talented figures in world cinema and his new film Silent Light is breathtaking in its intensity as it is esoteric in its subject matter. The Coen brothers return to their blood simple roots in No Country for Old Men, a dark thriller with an absurdist twist and a terrifying performance from Javier Bardem as a psychopathic assassin. If this is the start of the year, then 2008 is looking like a quite brilliant year for cinema.